0: Hi, I'm Jess.
1: And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it.
0: It's 8.30.
1: That feels late. It'll be really late next week.
0: This getting up early thing is starting to cramp my style, and by style I mean ability to achieve anything at all except work.
1: You've had that problem since the beginning of semester of trying to achieve other things outside of work. I have. And be, at And First, it was math taking over our lives. And
0: and then I figured out ways to keep the math more at school and only bring it home sometimes. But now it's just general exhaustion.
1: Yes. Your job is kind of like your other job, more than one person's job.
0: Yeah, it really is. So, But that is, unfortunately, the nature of teaching right now, especially in the West, where they don't value education as much as they ought to. Anyway, we are coming up on the end of the year, and that means that it is time for both of our jobs to re-enroll our health insurance. Yes. And mine was not that hard. I'm at a new building. I had to fill out some new paperwork. But overall, because I'm still with the same county, I am basically just signing papers for a transfer. I'm not changing my plan. I'm not changing my dependents.
1: Right. Usually ours is that easy too. You look at the plans and then you say, well, I think I'll stay in the same plan. And I had considered changing it before, but I got treated really well by the system of care I had while I was quite so ill. And and still am finding that to be true because I have had some doctor's appointments recently.
0: Following up on that, you were very ill. You had diverticulitis and then you had to have your intestines resectioned. Yes and this is a whole thing that happened back in april and may and we talked about it then
1: how are you doing i am doing better finally it took I did, you a long
0: time to get better
1: it has taken a very long time which is how i am with surgery it's true yeah it's a it's a problem and so i i've been having pain and it started to worry me because it reminded me of the pain i got in the first place which was oh, there's a pain in my gut. It's probably okay, was what I thought, you know. You Naples. thought it was
0: okay until you were toxic and they had to pack you in ice because they couldn't get your fever down.
1: Yes. I thought it was okay until I was in the hospital and it wasn't okay. And I haven't thought it was okay since then. But so now when my my gut started hurting, uh, I and it would just periodically do this. And I, I started to worry So I decided I needed to go get something done. I thought like, okay, so do I get a colonoscopy again? What do I do? So I called about that. And they said, oh, no, you had one and you're not due till 2021. I said, okay, but I'm having a problem. And so what do I do? And they say, well, you got to get a referral from your doctor to, you know. So I call my doctor and they give me a referral to GI. And then I go see the GI guy.
0: Who it Was it the same GI guy who had done your GI resection?
1: No, that's the proctologist and the surgeon. You can choose which office you go to. When I got the colonoscopy three or four years ago, I went to a different office, but there's an office down the street that I take our number two child to. And I thought, why don't I go there? Right. So they gave me a referral to there. So this is the guy I, I got. He's a part of a surgical group. So this is a guy you go to when you're having a problem and you need somebody needs to figure it out. It's not the same guy because the other guy does pediatrics. And he said, "Okay, well, you know, we could have a few things going on. You could have an ulcer. You could have you a loose know, staple. Well, n- no, but like um, something n- that's not healing right in there, right? And you could have, you know, just nerve and things trying nerve to-
0: damage that's regrowing and it hurts while it does.
1: Yeah, basically, nothing dangerous. Right, basically." So the choices were getting a CT scan, which I, I did not that long before with the seroma. And I thought, well, I'm not choosing that option first because it, it, typically they do it and they say, oh, you don't have that. Okay, well, now I spent $225 for that answer. Let me <laughs> see what other options there are. Yes, please. Um, so he said, well, there's a guy here who can give you injections because I can't take anti-inflammatories and it's probably inflamed and irritated and so forth. But he can inject a steroid and some other number of things, including like, you know, lidocaine to not feel all the pain of the jabbing you. Um, (laughs) And that might be a good idea because that would address the pain. And if it addresses the pain, that will tell us that that was the problem. There you go. And I said, yeah, I'll take that. He says, well, (laughs) the problem is he's a few weeks out, like seven weeks or eight weeks or some number of weeks. And I said, whatever, just sign me up. Mm-hmm. And, and they put you on a short list if you want to come sooner. But actually, they put me only four or five weeks out. So that's not bad. Because usually when they say several weeks out, really what they mean is half the year. Yeah. So they got me in <sighs> and... um
0: In the middle of nowhere, doctors are at a premium and their time is already full.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, continue. And it's just an injection. And so I went to see this guy and uh, he said, you know, he's tried to get the nurses and MA, you know, other people to do the injections. It's just an injection. It's not a big deal, but they won't. But I liked dealing with him because he talked to me about all the science of, of things that could be happening and were probably happening and usually happen and so forth. So that was informative and helpful.
0: Do you think he would have done that for me?
1: I question that. I always question that because that was never my experience before. Right. But if you communicated with him in a intelligent, you know, interactive manner about what he said, he might. He's like my age, which we ha- he was talking to me about, you know, as he's trying to distract me. As a giant
0: needle I, going into your abdomen.
1: <laughs> I don't care. I get a giant needle in my ass every week. So. Yeah. Uh, which would be a smaller one if I managed to pick up my prescription, but
0: oh, you still didn't get to pick up your needles, huh?
1: No, we were I'm here sorry. today dealing we were with. Here
0: dealing with... Oh.
1: Yeah, all right. So uh, we were There's dealing with All right. not the... things to deal with the house today. But he was asking about uh, things you like, or you know, we were talking about. Mm-hmm things that happen. And anyway, right. we got into science fiction. So, Fun. And he's the second or third person to say, you should check out Stranger Things. And his reasons were, they have dial phones and things that we had.
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's totally great. Yeah. I have heard that. And yeah. if we had more time for media consumption, it, it's definitely on my list for something that we should watch when we have more time. But sort of like the doctors, when we have more time is several weeks out.
1: And by that, we mean half a year.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so he gave me a shot. And he, you know, mentioned the same thing. So if this does X, Y, and Z, then you will feel no pain for some hours. Oh, and I have to say, he had the same diagnostic method beforehand as the other guy did. The other guy was trying to figure out where the pain was, which this guy needed to know in order to figure out where to put the needle and what kind of pain it was. So they jab at it and jab at it. And then they say, okay, try to sit up. And then when you try to sit up, it burns like things that Burn a lot. I said, I don't know. Bird <laughs> things.
0: Make words. I don't know. Yeah. It burns like a burning thing. It does. Okay, so continue.
1: So he said the same thing about it. He said, you know, it could be very sore tonight from us poking at it, which last time it was incredibly sore for the, ne- the that night and the next day. I was very unhappy with that because I had already been in pain and then you go in and they poke at it and say, does it hurt? Does it hurt? Does it hurt more? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. So if it then starts to help the problem and nothing continued the you know nothing's continuing the same way it gives me a break from the pain I was having, then it is diagnostic that this is an abdominal wall issue where a nerve has gotten trapped in some fat tissue, you know, stuck in a fat cell and is confused and firing off about, hey, hey, this is wrong and and we're giving it a dose, to calm of, down. D- dose of chemicals that say, nah, it's okay. Just chill.
0: Well, did it work then?
1: It seems like it worked. I was a little worried about an hour later when I had gotten back to work and was walking around. The, because The
0: lidocaine started to wear off.
1: Well, yeah. And I think like he was overestimating how long that stuff would last. Yeah. But I had a burning away from that area, like a little farther down and over. And I thought, ah, what is that? You know, Uh huh. but um, I've been fine. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good. good. And I asked him, you know, okay, how, how how many times would we expect to do this? And trying to determine, is it really just addressing the pain? Because I might not do it if it's only addressing the pain and the pain is going down and I'm calming down because now I know it's just an abdominal wall problem. It's not my guts trying to kill me again. That's, Darn. That's what worries me. I know, right? Yeah. So once I'm not worried, I feel better and that's normal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> things are normal yeah, around
1: here yeah i just love when things are normal oh, that's so okay Any, anywhere really right good. yeah
0: our experience is not normal too often anyway yeah so you seem to be doing better just in time to get a new doctor
1: yes just in time to get a new doctor so then they send me a letter saying they being the insurance people
0: thank you for clarifying the the uh object of your pronouns
1: y- you're welcome uh huh. So yeah. the insurance people—they sent me a letter saying, "Hey, uh, your insurance is changing, and your HMO is going to be a different plan of action. However, your doctor is not in our plan, and you can't have that doctor. You need to pick a different doctor."
0: And your other option would have been to choose a different plan that might have still covered that doctor, but it wasn't a reasonable option financially. Or
1: no, because they're—they're they're making it a little more enticing because they're taking away the um, the thing that you have to pay before they start paying things.
0: The copay, the the deductible.
1: Deductible, yes, yes. Still have copays.
0: So they're taking away some of your doctor options, but they're also taking or dedu- reducing your deductible.
1: Yes, so you don't have to go paying a bunch of hundreds of dollars before they start paying for things. Okay. So I thought, okay, well, I might be able to do this, and I was a little bit bothered with our doctor when I said I'm concerned about getting C diff again, and she said, "Oh, it's treatable," and I thought, wrong answer.
0: Yeah. I was bothered. Overall, she has been absolutely amazing, but she does occasionally over medicalize things. Yes. Which is why you have chosen a DO instead of an MD, because MDs always over medicalize things.
1: Typically, they do.
0: Hence the term MDity. Yes. They know all, and they will medicalize all, and they will cure all. And if you are not cured, then damn it, you're cured anyway.
1: Or you did it wrong. True. We I haven't had any doctors like that through all this treatment. Yeah. Well, well the, the surgeon was a little bit like, you remember him saying to me, that's not a typical response. And I was like, I don't care if it's typical. That's the response I'm having.
0: Right. I do remember that. Yeah, I
1: was like, getting fed up with that.
0: He was trying to say that your response to the ibuprofen was not a response to the ibuprofen. And...
1: I'll tell you what, the GIs that I saw at the other place disagree with him.
0: You know... So... Yes, you get to find a new doctor.
1: I do, and I thought, well, now that's going to be interesting.
0: Why is that going to be interesting?
1: Well, you know, when I got our our doctor that you had, the DO.
0: So, backing I, up to what three years ago, you were looking for a new doctor. Four years four ago. Four years. You are correct. I that was starting my. Tra-
1: I was at the beginning of my transition. Correct. And okay. so I called her MA, who we still love and miss.
0: Yes. And I think that was the beginning of the decline of that office when that MA left to spend more time with her family. But I had been seeing this doctor with my kids for a couple years, and she was on your plan, and her practice, the group that she's with, was on your plan. And one of the other members of her practice was highly recommended by other members of the trans community. Yes. So...
1: So I called the MA and asked her some questions, and she was great. And she asked the doctor and got back to me and said, it's totally fine as long as we have a endocrinologist to work with your hormones. Doctor's fine with, with all of this, and you know. so I signed up with her. And yeah, things got worse with each MA change. Yeah. Although I have to say the last one was pretty on it with the GI referral. Yeah. I think she's getting the hang of things a the, little. The new
0: one is neat. I yeah. like her. So I thought, okay. The doctor was amazing. Like, you call and you say... I am a trans guy just starting my transition. You would be dealing with a female body and a mixed bag of hormones. Can we do this? And she was basically like, yeah, no problem.
1: Yeah, she totally was. But she knew she couldn't do the hormones. And
0: right, And I right. said, that's
1: not a problem, but I'll need uh-huh. a referral. And they got me a referral because at that time I was going to the itsy bitsy teeny weeny gender, gender clinic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I thought when I got the letter, I thought, okay, well, I had been thinking about that I didn't like that response, and I want a doctor who's going to address my fears of C. diff thoroughly.
0: You don't want to have C. diff again?
1: I fucking don't ever want to have that again. mm It was almost as bad as the sepsis, except I was home and not packed in ice. But I kind of wanted most of me to be packed in ice at that point. Yeah. At least the bottom half, that would have been helpful. <laughs>
0: That's what yeah. I was thinking, yeah. but I wasn't going to
1: mm. say it. So,
0: anyway.
1: <laughs> so I thought, well, this could be okay. I might be okay with this. The... Folks on, on the insurance plan I have, you know, they treated me so good through all my whole surgery. They had no problems with my status of gender, hormone, body, they, they nonconformity. They treated
0: you like the man you are, even when they had to take out your catheter. They were, they were no bri- nonsense, they were totally on yeah. everything.
1: So I was really happy with that. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, it would occur to me, wait, wait, is the psychiatrist on that plan? Is the endocrinologist on that plan? And so when I went to the endocrinologist, I mentioned to them this, and they said, oh, they'll probably send you here. So I looked him up and sure enough, he's on there. Good. Because there's not so many endocrinologists. That's probably why. Yeah. And then I looked to see if the psychiatrist was on there and the chiropractor, and it's all good.
0: The only only new doctor you have to find is your GP.
1: Yes. And grandma, who doesn't like doctors and- And
0: was married to a pharmacist for a number of years, and so- 50 years. Yes.
1: Yeah. And both of them were very stubborn about going to the doctor. Uh-huh. They had too many MDD experiences. I bet. She was really struggling with her health, which I you fairly expect when someone loses their spouse of 50 years to have a struggle that year with their health. And her doctor was attributing it to her getting old. She's my mother's age, but she's way more... She's functional and young.
0: Your mother is not her age. No. Your mother used up all of her years young and is now much older than her age.
1: Nobody's telling her.
0: Grandma is her age. She is in her 70s. She's a young, and she's a young active, socially... Happy
1: person. But that's another story
0: she's socially active, she's physically active, she keeps herself busy, she's active in the community, she works with Rotary and other community organizations, she's, she's on it. Yeah. And so, you know, she has a purpose. And yeah. so she's not letting herself get old.
1: And she likes children. So yes, that's helpful for the children.
0: The, that and, That is good for grandmas for her. to do.
1: Yes, it's good for grandmas and good for people who deal with grandmas. Yes. She ended up at this doctor because he's at an urgent care. And a lot of these, what they're doing now with that system of care in that hospital system is kind of combining a lot of stuff and getting everybody to work together. So there's a lot of GPs that are at urgent cares that have their office there.
0: And a lot of doctor's offices that are incorporating urgent care facilities and upgrading their facilities to become urgent care practices.
1: Yeah. And having a lab on site. Right. Or at least a place to draw blood and it goes fast to the lab. Right, right, right. So she went to see this guy and she liked him.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Which Which is kind of nuts. You know,
1: Mikey doesn't like anything. So Grandma liked the doctor and he knew what was wrong with her. And he figured it out and he said, it's not getting old. It's, you have a... Problem with your ribs and one of your lungs is trapped by it or something. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't able to move around like it should. Something was wrong. So Mm -hmm. he figured it out. She was glad. They still have to work on it. She's not all better. She has other various problems going on. But but we expect that this year. It's a rough year to get through. It is. But Um,
0: the fact that he's actually taking her seriously as a human being as a woman as an elderly person and all of the potential ageism and sexism that could be happening there isn't he's just treating her like a human with a problem yes and so that gives you hope that he could treat you like a human with a problem
1: yeah so I called her before she went out of town again because she's doing a lot of that which is good good for her yes and got his name so I could go to the sign up thing and say okay what about this guy? And their letter, their letters are always deceiving. You know, they didn't tell you, oh, and it also means that you're going to have to get a referral for every specialty you go to, which I go to a few. But I was talking to this guy at work, the one who brought me all the paperwork at the hospital. And he, um, he said he goes to the VA, but he said he just gets a referral for like a standing referral of I go to PT every month or I go to the chiropractor every month or that kind of thing. So that's what I'm hoping for. And, but their letter also said, if you come to the sign up uh, one of these meetings, then we will sign you up so that you can get to know your new doctor. What they mean is we will make an appointment for January when your new plan starts and you can pay for it. That's mm. what they mean. But if you're just going for the first visit, you don't have to pay like for one of the visits a year. Of course, the likelihood you're only going to see a brand new doctor once that year is slim. And I so I I went in. There's a big line. It's a big mess. You know.
0: Hold on. Corporate insurance was a mess. In a in a in a government office. Yeah. I I'm shocked.
1: Well, and so so I'm standing there in in line. I'm looking around like, what the hell's going on here? And so. Here's a thing that still happens now, nowadays. Some guy comes over there to talk to me. That never happened before. No, they wouldn't talk to me. He went past all the women and came over and talked to me. And uh, he wanted to gripe because there's a line and this is bullshit and this is how it was at the roads department. And, you know, he was just mad and he wanted some guy to listen to it. So uh-huh. that was me. And I talked to him, you know, for a minute, and then I went, I noticed that there was a shorter line in a side table, and I bet I could get my answer there. So I did. And they said, well, yeah, you could stand in line, or you could just call them. (laughs) People don't use the phone as much now. I had already gone online.
0: So wait a minute, hold on. These computers we keep in our pockets, we can use them to, like, actually talk to people?
1: Yeah, like sometimes when I call you and say, this will be easier.
0: I'm always a little confused by that.
1: I know. (laughs) <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know.
0: To like have a... a, age, a f-
1: it's an age gap thing.
0: Immediate voice conversation.
1: People thought that was really cool a long time ago too.
0: That's just nuts. Yeah. So you got to do this having a voice conversation thing with the insurance people?
1: With the healthcare providers from the insurance people. Okay. So you call them. And even if I was going to call, so this is a deal. Even if I'm going to call this guy and he's my doctor, I call the general number. Okay. It's a switchboard of some sort. I bet there's five women there answering <laughs> phones. I probably have <laughs> talked to two of them. Um,
0: oh, is one of them, oh, what's her uh, name? Peggy's assistant friend. Maybe. The switchboard operator slash security lady from...
1: Agent Pinup you're talking yes, about. Yes, Agent yeah.
0: Pinup. What's her name? I Agent can't think. Carter's... Carter, Spen. yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Peggy Peggy Carter's friend. That would be cool. That would be cool if one of them was Anyway, Anyhow. So I call them and I tell them what they need and they just send me to appointments. And I talk to the appointments and they say, what I can do is set you up an appointment in January and uh, you could go meet him. And I say, well, what if he's not a good match for me? I didn't feel like explaining to everybody that I could find to talk to that day that I was trans. Didn't feel like it.
0: Understandably so.
1: Um, I could. I mean, that would be a fun experiment. I'm sure.
0: If you were up for it, in it would your be fun. Happy only, little introvert head.
1: Uh, it would be fun only in the sense of then I could tell you about it in front of the microphone, but that's all that would be fun. Um, <laughs> it would be something to talk about. But she said, "Well, if if you don't like him, you just call us, and we give you a different doctor." And I thought, "Well, that's as as the Rhodes guy said, bullshit," right. because. Then you have to go to another doctor and make another appointment, and take time off, and pay for the doctor and yada yada.
0: Let's pay a copay numerous times until we find one that likes the fact that you're trans and be potentially traumatized and cause increased dysphoria every single time. In the meanwhile,
1: right? No, no, thanks. So my plan is: I made the appointment and I'm going to call the MA.
0: Just like we did with
1: the other doctor. I'm going to give that a try. With my doctor, yeah. And see what the MA has to say. And I think it's going to be fine. Because as long as we've been dealing with them through the whole...
0: This is a doctor through the hospital system in town that has taken very good care of you.
1: Yes. All very professional people. Mm -hmm. And so I think it'll be fine. And I can probably go to him in January and say, look, here's my endocrinologist. Here's my chiropractor. Here's my psychiatrist. Here's my eye doctor whatever, hook me up with the referrals right now. Let's get it done. Right. And no doctor in their right mind, which we always sometimes... well, Fair. We fairly often uh, yeah. question if they are in the right mind, but no doctor is likely to say, I'm not sure about that referral to your psychiatrist. Okay? Nobody's going to say that.
0: Oh <laughs> my gosh. Right?
1: Nobody's going to say... I'm Are not- you
0: sure you need physical therapy that you've been going to regularly
1: for years? Are you sure you need the chiropractor? I mean, th- he doesn't care. No. He can just write it. I can give him medical, the medical reasons like, oh.
0: Right. You know. But still. Yeah. Yeah. It should be fine.
1: So I think it'll be, I think it'll be just fine.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. I hope so.
1: But it'll be, you know.
0: It'll be another episode that we can be tell an all of our friends about. Yes. <laughs> because that's what we do. We have adventures and talk about them to a microphone.
1: Yes, misadventures sometimes.
0: I like it though.
1: I'm glad. Do we have something else on our list, or
0: no, do you mind I think, if I stop I think, to
1: drink this beer?
0: Drink your beer, please. There are other things on our list, but they can be saved for next time.
1: All right then. Till next time. That's it. A colonoscopy.
0: There you go. Yeah, <laughs> which is why you have an OD or a DO, a non-OD. <laughs> Think you know? <laughs> <laughs>